evening, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels Thursday afternoon after practice. The coordinators are talking uh, over at Packers.com if you'd like to fall asleep. <laughs> I mean, uh, it was funny. I saw a comment on the Packers YouTube channel just now like, oh, these guys are so dull and they don't inspire. And, like, that's not the gig. They are there to answer questions from the media as blandly and as boringly as possible, and then to carry on with their day. You're not going to get fire and brimstone at a coordinator press conference. Hope you all realize that. Um, as far as the practice itself, the actual things that matter, Packers dealing with so many injuries, uh, it's hard to keep track. I literally just put out a video here on the YouTube channel. If you get a chance, make sure you check that out, trying to sort out who's trending towards playing, who's not. Probably the headliner there is Aaron Jones. Uh saying in the locker room afterwards that he's feeling pretty confident about being able to go on Sunday. My only thing, my only reaction to that is I distinctly remember Devonte Adams feeling pretty good about going and then being held out and then him firing off an angry tweet, which he had to delete and then talk about it at his locker the next day, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not saying, you know, I, I believe Aaron Jones, but ultimately it's not entirely his decision. So hopefully I'd love to see him out there. And it sounds like they could definitely use him as AJ Dillon, Works through this broken thumb he suffered. What is it with the Giants and broken thumbs? Enough of this. Aaron Rodgers last year, Dylan this year. Like, right at the end, too. Come on, now. Enough of that. Done with that. What I'm not done with is this Packers team, this Packers offense, getting back on track. I know Monday night was certainly frustrating. I've seen a lot of people throw out a lot of reasons and or ideas about how to get back on track. I think it's pretty simple. Uh, they were a tick off, no doubt about it. It starts with the quarterback, but the entire unit was a tick off all night long. They certainly rallied there at the end to score a go-ahead touchdown, ultimately let down by their defense. But I think the, the recipe is pretty simple. You know, they have to play ball control offense, and I don't think they got too far away from that on Monday night. I think... LaFleur did kind of feature a few more horizontal uh, play <laughs> plays that probably didn't suit the Jordan Love and the conditions, but they certainly showed a good way of working against the Kansas City Chiefs the week before as far as running Dillon between the tackles. Now, we all know that Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are very different types of runners, but you can still feature the ground game to keep you ahead of the sticks, manageable down in distances, and I do think that's the recipe for success against the Buccaneers and pretty much everyone else on their schedule. This is a team that I don't see as a quick-strike offense. Um, I know it's very exciting, especially if you get Christian Watson back, uh, to very tempting to try and go downfield and take big chunks, but for the most part, this is a team that is going to have to matriculate it down the field. They are going to have to have 8, 10, 12 play drives to get in the end zone. Uh, that means you've got to execute. That means you've got to stay ahead of the sticks. But I think they can do it. And I'm pretty confident that that's what we're going to see on Sunday against the Buccaneers. Um, who are no joke. I mean, they're sitting here with the same record as the Packers. And they're coming off a victory in Atlanta where their young running back certainly is a weapon and a problem while Baker Mayfield is... I mean, not even say struggling, but just playing, you know, mid-level ball at the quarterback position, but he's playing well enough for them to win. Uh, the Packers have to get out ahead on this one. Hopefully they can with their, like I said, ball control offense. Just move the chains. Just keep getting first downs. Stop trying. And I don't think this is exactly what happened on Monday night, but fight the temptation to try and rip off big chunk plays and just matriculate the ball down the field, and they should be fine. 
Hello to everybody in the comment section. So good to see everybody. Hope you're all doing well. We got, we got Stu here. We got Brandy. Of course Brandy's here. Johnny Rivers, what's up? We have four more games to stop hard knocks from happening in Green Bay. Johnny Rivers, is this Matt LaFleur's <laughs> uh, burner account? Uh, interesting. Mm. Um, what else we got? Nagler, who are your favorite people that visited you at Kettle of Fish last weekend? Joseph, everybody. I will say, shout out to Jeff Smith for coming with his lovely wife. It was great to meet her. Uh, it was great to see him. Hopefully, he'll be on happy hour uh, at the top of the next hour. Um, and as I hope I'll see all of you, Patreon members, Carry the G Club members, 6 p.m. Eastern, happy hour tonight. I'll see you there. Uh, but it was really nice to see Jeff. Um, and, hey, he got to meet my girlfriend, and we got to talk, the four of us, for quite a while. It was great. Um, Jeff's wife is a treat. It was a good time. Jim, how are you? Uh, Jack, what happened to Elton? Nothing particularly specifically that I can see or hear from uh, all the locker room quotes so far, but um, he has missed a, a day or two here or there over the course of the last three or four weeks and always rallied and been back at practice the next day and or up for the game. So I know he was a lim listed as a limited participant yesterday, but you got to remember that's a guesstimation. Um, it, they didn't actually practice. So today he did not practice. He was, you know, a non-participant. Hopefully tomorrow he's back in a limited capacity. It's certainly something to watch. You know, it's certainly not uh, um, desirable to be without Elton Jenkins up front. But like I said, he has been dealing with this for quite some time, and he's been answering the bell every week. So no reason to think much will change in that regard, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Half a dozen guys with shoulders. Ooh, now the shoulders are going to be the uh, the new hamstrings. Everyone's going to have conspiracy theories about why the Packers have so many shoulder injuries. Like, they play football. They play football. That's the reason. Van Halen, 1984, you have the dopest handle. You really do. John Semitovich, what's up? Thoughts on the 30 for 30? Don't remember much of his career, but feel like it was a good man, but a complicated fella. Also seemed gullible at times. I mean, I'm not going to speak on his gullibility. Uh, I have zero doubt. I mean, I have zero idea uh, about what he w did or didn't fall prey to as far as any aspect of his life. I thought I did a pretty decent job of, um, you know, painting a pretty specific picture of the type of man he was and what he was going through and things that he found towards the you know later part of his life and I thought it did a really nice job of kind of painting the time in Philadelphia uh, through the time in Green Bay and the playing career stuff I thought was great. I think some of the stuff on the personal side was a little heavy-handed, but I, I get that that's kind of the brief, right, for these 30 for 30s. Um, but yeah, no, I think we're all complicated. You know, we all have, yeah, you know, we all have ideas in our heads that maybe change over time. And sounds like Reggie was no different. But yeah, I thought they did a decent job, no question about it. I just, I put it up on Twitter. I just love the bit about the hump move. That was awesome. I love fifty-two, but it seems like he just disappears in some games. Thoughts? Yeah, I don't know about disappears, Mike. I mean, he's still out there. He's still definitely showing effort. Um. I think some teams are able to kind of counter his aggressiveness. I think the Giants certainly took advantage of some of that. And uh, I have zero doubt that 
we will see a return to form from Rashawn on Sunday. But yeah, I mean, I would never say that Rashawn has disappeared. And I understand, like, okay, he's not getting to the quarterback, and that's the A number one thing you expect from him. But that's not, you know, saying that he's not playing or not showing effort. I would never say that about Rashawn Gary. Um, but some teams, yeah, have done a nice job of taking advantage of him so he doesn't show up on the stat sheet, you know? That's, like I always say, they get paid too. That's part of the gig. What are my thoughts on the kicker? Callum, uh, I think he's a young kicker. And I think, yeah, he missed a brutal kick on Sunday, on Monday night. Uh, but then he hit a big one later on. Uh, hit a big one against the Chiefs. You know, I, I think you're living with the ups and downs. And unlike the Vikings, who let go of his brother right away because of a miss or two, I think they're going to stick with him. And I think he's going to be the kicker here in, in Green Bay for the foreseeable future. Now, you know, you get into his second year and he keeps missing, like, big kicks and you're losing games because of it, then, yeah, I think there's a conversation to be had where maybe they start bringing in some competition. But I don't see anything changing at kicker for the foreseeable future. They're going to live with his growing pains, much like they have with in all the youngsters on this roster, right? The growing pains at quarterback, the growing pains at wide receiver, the growing pains at tight end. Yeah, that's this. That's what this whole season is about. It's a proving ground. You know, it's a developmental year. So I don't think the kicker is any different. You know, it sucks when he misses kicks, but, hey, Mason Crosby missed kicks. Miss, Mason Crosby missed a bunch of kicks back in 2012, and they stuck with him. Or specifically, Mike McCarthy stuck with him. Who knows? Maybe that's playing into Brian Gutekind's head as well. But, yeah, I just think the plan is to let him miss these kicks and let him work it out and hope he gets better and develops into a very, very good kicker for a very long time. But, yeah, I don't think there's any kind of conversation to be had anytime soon when it comes to Carlson. Mm, what else we got here, folks? At this point, they should just let Carlson ride. Yeah, I think they will. Bring back Brett Conway. <laughs> oh, I needed that. That's good. Best kicker was Ryan Longwell well, for a time. The best kicker was Jan Stenerud. Let, let's get it straight here. Come on now. Are you going to have to run the ball more this weekend? I don't know, Brandy. I don't think that's a popular sentiment around Packer fandom, but I think they'll continue to try and get the ball in his hands however they can. I don't think a few failed end rounds are going to change anything in that regard. Um, but I don't think they're going to lean into it anymore because of the running back situation. I think they're going to continue to run their offense. Um, if anything, I would suspect they do a few more, like, quote-unquote, run solutions at the line of scrimmage where, you know, uh, Jordan Love is able to get the ball out of his hands quick to maybe someone in the flat or in the slot, uh, tight end in an arrow route or something along those lines, rather than specifically, oh, we've got to draw up more end arounds for Reed because our running backs are hurt. You know, They'll find different ways to, to move the ball in uh, small doses, so to speak. Oh, David, David. Wow, that's harsh. Stokes sucked before he got injured. All right, all right. Dial it back. All right. You or I going out in an NFL football field would suck. All right. Eric Stokes certainly struggled last year prior to the injury. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. But he sucked? Come on now. Come on. I mean, he had an outstanding rookie season. Go back and watch it. You know, no doubt last year was tough prior to the injury. But, man, the nomenclature. I just don't understand the need or the desire I saw someone call the Packers' approach at the end there uh, of the game idiotic. 
to this. It's like, no, no. They had a reason for doing it. You may not agree with it, but it doesn't make it idiotic. And it doesn't, you know, because Stokes had an up-and-down sophomore season, doesn't mean he sucked or he sucks. I don't know. And I understand it's the internet and it's how people talk, and I'm just being old and it is what it is. But it just bugs the shit out of me. Matt, what's up, man? If Mike Tomlin becomes available, consider him for D.C. next year. I, okay, I love these conversations because we had kind of this on transplants last night. Matt, I'm not singling you out here, but Tomlin's a head coach. You know, I know this is the, the kind of, I guess, a joke a little bit around the Internet, and Corey mentioned it last night on transplants, but, oh, Bill Belichick should come be the defensive coordinator in Green Bay. Like, these are head coaches with Super Bowl rings. They're not going to be a defensive coordinator. Now, maybe like Robert Sala would go and be a defensive coordinator after a failed stint as a head coach, but Bill Belichick's not going to go be a defensive coordinator in Green Bay. Like, maybe, like, I don't know, if Bill Parcells came out of retirement as a head coach and needed a D.C., maybe that would happen for old time's sake, right? But, man, no, Mike Tomlin's not going to come be a defensive coordinator. He's going to go get another head coaching job. My Lord. Yeah, Max says, Al Harris for D.C., that's what we need. We talked a little bit about this on Transplants last night. I love this idea. I love the narrative of it. I have no idea if Al would be a good defensive coordinator. Um, I know I really loved him as a player. I know very little about the work he's done in Dallas outside of Dallas has a good defense. Dan Quinn is a damn good coordinator. Would Al be an upgrade from what they've had under Joe Barry, Mike Patton, what have you? I have no idea. Would he be different? I tend to think yes. But, yeah, I've, I have – again, I love the narrative. I, please, let's go. Bring it on. But – just because we all love him as a player and because Dallas's defense is having success now, that doesn't mean he's going to be successful. Uh, but again, love the idea. <laughs> Logan says he'll be the defensive coordinator. All right, Logan. We'll pass your resume on. Pretty good. Love and the 2023 Packers are a mirror of Favre in 1992. We are just stupid, young, ascending team. Grant, I, I don't know about stupid, but... I do see way more similarities between the early Favre years than the early Rodgers years. And I know we keep seeing comparisons to Love and Rodgers because, obviously, Love is taking over for Rodgers. But I'm with you. I think it feels much more like those early Favre years. Like, and to your point, like the team that is young and struggling with their inconsistency, which Brett did and the entire team did at that time, yeah, it feels much more like that to me than any of those early Rodgers teams. No question. Stanley Williams, thank you so much for being a Care of the G Club member. I want to give a huge shout-out to Tom Clemens for being J-Love's QB coach. I mean, yeah, you got to give it up for Tom Clemens for the work he's done with all three of the great quarterbacks come through Green Bay. Well, two greats and one hopeful great in Favre, Rodgers, and now Love. I mean, Clemens is doing yeoman's work. And you really can't deny how night and day Love looked um, from when Getze was his coach to when Clemens was his coach. And that's no shot at Getze. I think Getze is a good coach, but Tom is a world beater. And I think that's showing up for Love over the course of this season. <laughs> Jim, we need a Sterling Sharp. Yeah, well, let's just go down to the corner store and get one. Everybody needs a Sterling Sharp. I'd love a Sterling Sharp. Although I will say, it was funny. I was going back and watching the broadcast, and I was reminded of something that got said 
on, I think it was on the live chat during the watch party, because Aikman intimated that in a way, like not hard, fast rule, but in a way it's good for Jordan Love to not have a bona fide number one guy to get him the ball type because it forces him or it kind of, you know, allows him to see the field and not have to worry about, I got to get this guy the ball, let plays develop, go through his progressions and just react accordingly. And I know that feels weird to say, especially in a league where now these wide receivers are such superstars and so kind of they swing games, right? And they, they definitely power offenses. But, I mean, I remember Brett Favre and Sterling Sharp, to your point, being having an, an amazing connection. But Favre didn't take that next step until he lost Sterling Sharp. And then he was forced to spread the ball around. And that's when you got those awesome graphics. Like, in the middle of the third quarter, Brett Favre has hit 11 different receivers. And defenses just didn't know where to key. Now, look, I'm not saying they don't need a number one or they can't, like, find or develop a number one, and that wouldn't be great. I think it would be. But I think at this point, Aikman's got a point when it comes to just run the offense. You don't need to worry about forcing it to a guy. Or there's a big play, we got to draw something up for him. Or, we, you know, things are breaking down, i got to find him. No, just run the offense. You know? I mean, look no further than that first throw to Heath in the end zone. Things are, he's kind of all balanced. Got to find something. He rockets that in there. Now it ends up being incomplete because of some new ridiculous rule. Should have been a touchdown by the rules of all-time football. But, I mean, he just finds that, you know? He's not searching for, I got to find my number one guy. I, I don't know. I just I like the idea of this whole team growing together. And maybe someone emerges or they find a number one. But I don't hate it. I really don't. Portmaster. I'm at the Sterling Sharp store. They're sold out. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. They're they're hard to find. Javon Walker was pretty good before the ego. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, he he was a damn good player. No no question about it. Hit Brandy says I do not play Madden. You should Brandy. I encourage everybody who enjoys the game of NFL football to play Madden. I really do because I think it does a very good job of teaching you a very kind of 30,000-foot view of, you know, the ebbs and flows of the game, coverages, what you're looking at as a quarterback, and things of that nature. And no, it doesn't come close to replicating it. I'm not saying that. But I think by playing it, and I think you've seen this, especially at the coaching level in the league now, these young coaches coming up all grew up playing Madden. You hear it from players all the time, you know, the, the stuff they learned playing Madden as kids and then growing up and knowing the basic structures of cover two or cover three or how, you know, um, slide protection works or things like that. Like, a lot of people get the kind of start, the itch to learn more from playing Madden. I think it's great. Don Vito, what's up? Well, the Sterling Sharp store called and they ran out of you. They ran out of me? That's the jerk store, isn't it? I don't know. Electric football. Man, (sighs) I played so much electric football when I was a kid. You guys don't even know. You guys don't even know. These kids these days, they don't know how good they have it. You haven't really lived until you've sat with a electric piece of iron that you just, like, put a bunch of dudes on and you flip a switch and they go, and you're trying to use your imagination for, oh, this means this, football-wise. Those were the days. Oh, Vex, here we go. Now Vex, see, see, Vex isn't confused or complicated anymore. Now he's back to just being strictly negative. Joe Barry going to give up. 200-plus rushing to Tampa. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're wrong, Vex. I don't like to lie. 
Jonathan, is Madden 101 still a feature? That taught me a lot as a kid. I don't know. I don't. What's funny is I don't even look at most of the Madden features anymore. I I I, I turn it on. You know, they'll get the new. I uh, download the new one. Turn it on. Get the new uh, rosters if they're available, and then I just get online and play. Like I don't look at any of the others. I don't do franchise. I don't do um, any of the training. Any of that. I don't know. I probably should, but I'm just I'm. I get just too few hours in the day, you know. Stanley, thanks, man. Reggie White Doc is fire. Agree. I think for the most part they did a pretty damn good job. Uh, Matthew, go pack go. Cheers for everything, Nags. Appreciate you. I appreciate you, Matthew. You're always here. I know it's late later in the evening for you, and you're always positive and you bring a good energy, man. So appreciate you. Do I think they will draft a wide receiver in the draft? Um, doubt it, seeing as they've invested pretty heavily at the position the last two drafts, but never say never. If someone falls to them and they think it's too good a deal to pass up, it's always a possibility. Hot take Tecmo Bowl. You've, you've written Techno Bowl, but I believe you mean Tecmo Bowl. is better than Madden all time. Different, Very different games. Very different purposes. Uh... <laughs> The Sterling Sharp stuff in here is awesome. Portmaster, thanks again, man. Is there a mountain next to Lambo in Madden? <laughs> no, but we should build one, right? Remember Coach or Head Coach, which is basically Madden without being able to play the actual game? You just make like, decisions throughout the week, like how your game plan was going to be. And I think you could set concessions, too, that they before they put that in the Madden franchise. Someone's saying franchise is fun. You are missing out. Brian, I'm a grown-ass man. I ain't got time to be sitting around messing with my franchise mode on Madden. I got time for a game, maybe two if I'm lucky, at night. I mean, I ain't got no time to, like, worry about developing dudes and drafting guys and going from season to season. I'm just playing one-on-one, online, and moving on with my life. Life's too short, man. Although I will say, when I was a younger man and I had fewer responsibilities – I'd lose myself in some franchise mode. Don't get it twisted. Um, does anyone remember? Oh, what was armchair quarterback? It was an MS DOS computer game where you would literally just pick, like, run up the middle, run outside, short pass, medium pass, long pass, and then the computer would like quote unquote run the play, and then you would get the result right. Man. You talk about before, but that, you didn't even get to see any gameplay. You just, like, entered what you wanted to have happen, and then you got to live with the results. You kids just don't even know. What else we got here, folks? We got a few super chats. Max, what's going on, man? Harris has experience under Reed and now McCarthy. His legacy would boost the fans, and he'd 100% relate to the players better than Joe Barry. Bears still suck. Well, okay, boost the fans, I got to tell you, means absolutely nothing. I mean, if you're worried about the fans when you make a coaching hire, as far as their reception, you've already lost. Uh, As far as, like, Reed and McCarthy, yeah, no doubt. And look, I know uh, Will Blackman has been stumping for him for a while. You know, Will would actually know, like, has worked with him when he was with the Cowboys this offseason, clearly knows him from his time in Green Bay, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I take you know I take Will's word that he's probably worth looking at, but yeah, I mean, we'll give a boost to the fans. Literally, who cares? Uh, what else we got here, folks? 
<laughs> you guys are hilarious. Um, I am 1,108 and zero in retro bowl with 195 and zero in the playoffs with 64 championships. Can we add those to the Packers Super Bowl championships? Logan, I'll call 1265 and let them know. All right, everybody, I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Patreon members, Carry the G Club members, I'll see you at the happy hour and a half hour. The rest of you, I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks so much. Go Pack Go. (laughs) 